Coming up on this edition of the Ute Insiders podcast, it'll be a recruiting special. We'll break down the December early signing period. We'll talk about some of the, the big players that the, the Utes signed, some of that they, they missed out on, um, and how it, it st- their class so far stacks up uh, with the, the rest of the Pac-12. That and more on this edition of the Ute Insiders podcast. This is Brandon Gurney from the Desert News. I'm here with Ryan McDonald, and we're here to talk about recruiting, a podcast. A bunch of signees came in uh, this past Wednesday, and we're going to break it down. Uh, Utah, BYU, Utah State, and some of the other in-state kids, and... Excited to be here with you, Ryan. Absolutely. Uh, signing day is always fun, and now that we're out of it a couple of days. It's it's good to. It, it was fun, it was a fun day. We'll break it down for you. I, I'm still adjusting to this new signing period. It's way too early. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's essentially just one month before the big February one. Why not have it a little earlier, <laughs> or just go back to the old way? I'm, but 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 we got them in. We got a lot of excitement, a lot of recruits. The fans love these guys. It's like fantasy football for people that they see these recruits and and they like to believe, wow, this guy's going to be so awesome. Look how many stars he has and all that. And sometimes they pan out. A lot of times they don't. But 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 we're going to break down these guys as best we can. Uh, you, you've been covering the Utah scene. Uh, what have you seen? If you could just break down that that class yeah utah it's it's interesting they had a, a small class smaller class so far um anyway in general um and we'll we'll get into it here in a bit but it was small a lot of people aren't super thrilled at this point um as far as the the two the 247 sports you know you get those uh those services who who rank them all and and they're ranked last in the pac 12 right now i think that's largely because it's a smaller class at this point but then we'll talk about maybe Jaden daniels here in it a little bit too specifically but um people are kind of mixed about utah right now but we'll we'll see <laughs> so, so utah signed eight guys uh the, when you look at the eight guys they signed who are the notable guys if you could just touch on some of the standouts of the eight guys they signed. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of offensive linemen. And, <laughs> and you know, I think sometimes when when you think offensive, uh, that, and maybe that's part of why people are less excited because, you know, we don't, uh, there's not the the big, you know, quarterbacks and, and running backs, it's, it's line. And that, that can maybe be a little bit boring uh, right now, but... But um, of their eight, three are offensive linemen, and but but one of them um, was a particular win um, for for the Utes, Satoa Laumea, uh, out of California. He was looking at UCLA and USC um, right to the very end, and and four star. If we're if we're caring about stars. Um, four-star kid, and and that was that was a win um, for them, just beating out USC and UCLA, and and so I think right now he's probably kind of the the one. You know, there were some that have been committed for a long time, but but he was one who I I think people think Utah won that that recruiting battle. Who are some of the notable misses? Uh, if we could just start with Jaden Daniels, he's he's obviously the most notable one. How, how big of a miss was that for Utah? I. Th- I think big. <laughs> uh, there for a couple different reasons. Number one, rated the the highest, the best dual threat quarterback in the country. So anytime you you swing for that type of player and, and don't get him, that's that's going to be disappointing. Uh, but I think it it was disappointing too. The fact that he he went to the back twelve, 
Arizona State. They came in late, so I think that's another part of the frustration is Utah had been recruiting him forever and ever. He came, the Arizona State came in the picture late and, and got him. Um, Kyle Whittingham was pretty mad at, at his uh, press conference on, on Wednesday about that. Another thing, too, though, is, is they they'll be, they should be fine at quarterback for 2019 with Tyler Huntley and Jason Shelley. Uh, but after that, Tyler Huntley's going to be gone. And, and so then it's like, well, what do they... They have Jason Shelley, but in terms... And Drew Lisk is on uh, former Jordan High quarterback, is, is on scholarship. But I think they'll be looking for another quarterback uh, in between now and February for sure. And so from a d- couple different standpoints, it was it was not great to lose on Jaden Daniels. As a guy who covers BYU recruiting primarily, I, I BYU always struggles to get in really good defensive backs. I, I'm, Utah always seems to be able to get in good defensive backs. It's always notable to me uh, just watching kind of from afar. <laughs> who are some of those notable defensive backs uh, that they brought in? It seems like they really do well getting good talent and developing that talent at that position. Yeah, uh, they did. Um, there's one from Texas named Aaron Lowe, and they, especially from Texas, they they have a long line of of guys from Texas um, that have turned into good defensive backs. Um, Morgan Scally does a really good job recruiting Texas defensive backs. That's that's his thing. And so Aaron Lowe out of Texas. Um, La Correa, probably not saying that right, but Pleasant Johnson <laughs> out of Arizona. Uh, he, he's supposed to be a, a good defensive back. They did miss out on one defensive back that they were excited about um, named Quandre Mosley. Um, he ended up going to Kentucky. It was kind of a Utah-Kentucky um, there at the end, and, and he opted to go to, to Kentucky. But, yeah, you're right. They, they do always seem to manage to, to find guys who end up being really good defensive backs. The one recruit I want to be really good for Utah is Falcon Kamatule. <laughs> I mean, how awesome is that name? From Bishop Gorman, 6'8", an athlete. Please be good. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> wow. and, and, and I heard that he, he had some attention from Utah State, uh, not Utah State, uh, USC late too. So that was another pretty good win, I think, for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, people are, are making up hashtags already. Like, what are we going to go call this guy? Oh, he Just... has to be good. Absolutely. So, Well, great. So, so what can you can we expect uh, moving forward to the February signing date? Uh, who are the targets? How many people do you do you believe Utah can maybe get in? Yeah, so so there's quarterback. So they they did have a small senior class this last year. Mm-hmm. So so I, that means that their recruiting class is going to be on the smaller end just because there's scholarship limits and whatnot. So um, it's not going to be huge. But um, so they need a court. They're probably going to get a quarterback. They might need um, a, a, one more running back. They've got some decent depth there. But um, I think they. They might take one more. I think they're looking at one or filling one or two more defensive back spots um, and maybe one or two linebacker spots. So what's that? So maybe six or so more, six or seven more guys. And, and then there are guys like locals like Puka Nakua, who's recruit, uh, committed to USC right now. But kind of. <laughs> but but I think they'll they'll keep pushing for him. And, and if they can get him, obviously they might not need a receiver per se. But anytime. If you can get a, a kid like him, you're gonna take him and, and figure that out. So 
Uh, just, just watching from afar, what's kind of notable is there's no in-state kids signed yet. Um, I, I believe those Bingham kids, I, I think Lilani Longy and uh, Tafuna are both going to go to Utah. But, yeah. but I, believe, I believe Bingham's just waiting until February. They like to do their thing. Maybe that's, that's the reason there. Maybe we'll talk about that a little later. But, man, get some local guys, man. We got good, good in-state talent here. But maybe, maybe Logan Sagapolo is another kid. He's still in play. So we'll see how that goes. Yes. Uh, Sagapolo looking at Utah, looking at BYU. Is that's that's really you know it used back in the day before Utah went to the Pac-12 and BYU in independent they would go after it for you know with more guys and I think Sangapolo is kind of really the only guy this year anyway who both teams are Chase Roberts a little bit um, he, he visited Utah but before signing with BYU but Sangapolo I think is is one who both programs want yeah Sangapolo's a, a an offensive lineman from Sky Ridge, Ridge who who who's who could basically choose a school. He, he's being recruited by a lot of people. And then Puka Naku was our Mr. Football, and for good reason. I wouldn't say probably, definitely the best skill position player I've ever seen in this state. Just phenomenal huh. <laughs> talent-wise. Just just incredible. Yeah. Well, great. And let's put a bow on the Utah class and get to BYU. And I guess that's all me. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the biggest thing for BYU was Jacob Conover, the four-star quarterback. It's a very, very good look to sign a four-star quarterback no matter what year uh, yeah he's going on a mission all that but you got the four-star kid with a lot of offers LDS it's a really good look for BYU where fans are kind of looking for what's the identity of BYU can we still get these kids getting a guy like Jacob O'Connor is a big thing in my mind um, just having that guy as the headliner he's great won another state championship this past year really good starting position for BYU in, in what was otherwise a pretty meat and potatoes class uh, you, you, hi- you highlighted Utah got a lot of offensive linemen BYU got a lot of offensive linemen just three-star guys, not, not no four-star guys, just guys, not a lot of offers. And that's kind of what recruiting's become, especially for BYU. In the past, when I started recruiting it, it was just like, oh, this guy has this star. That guy, he was recruited by this school and that school, and BYU beat that school for that kid. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, BYU's just kind of taken a turn, I think necessarily so, just because with the, the independence and just with all that. But what ultimately determines how good a recruiting class is, how well the kid plays in college, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, right. people forget about these offers the second they arrive on on, on campus. So it's kind of hard, harder to evaluate in, in that vein. But the biggest thing that happened to me for BYU's class this past Wednesday was signing Chase Roberts. Chase has been yeah. committed to BYU for a long time. Uh, uh, out, man, if it wasn't for Puka Nakua, I might say Chase Roberts is the best skill position player I've seen in this state. Oh, wow. Guy who had 15 catches in the state championship game. Um, just a phenomenal talent. Six four. He has he's he's everything you'd want in a receiver. He's 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 going to the All-American Bowl. Um, I think he should be four stars. I think he'll probably be four stars when it's all said and done. But BYU signing him and locking him up, and he was looking around. I, I mean, he he came on Twitter and posted, yeah, Utah <laughs> yeah, with all the yeah, Utah gear on, yeah. and BYU fans uh, yeah. freaked out and all that. And there, yeah. there was some uncertainty whether he was going to sign. So I think BYU locking him up was a big thing. And then kind of the recruit that I, I really like a lot just because I saw him so much this year, but – Having seen him so much, I, I understand how good this kid is, is Michael Daly from Lone Peak. He's a, he's a defensive end, probably going to project as an outside linebacker at the next level. Man, he just gets sacks after sacks after sacks. He's a problem for offenses. A guy with a really good head on his shoulders, just a real BYU kid is how I would kind of describe him. But he led a state champion run for Lone Peak, uh, where Lone Peak kind of did it like they don't do in past years where it was their defense that was really good. 
good. And, and Michael Daly was absolutely the team leader there. So, so I think when we look back at this BYU class, I think we're going to – I wouldn't be surprised if we look at Michael Daly as, wow, that was the guy, even over guys like Jacob Conover and, uh, and Chase Roberts. But other than those three, it's kind of just a meat and potatoes class, a lot of offensive linemen. Blake Freeland, who's kind of a project from a, from a, a Harriman. I, man, I saw this kid play all sorts of positions, quarterback. quarterback. He was playing <laughs> safety at one point. I believe he, he, he punts as well, but he's probably going to project as, a, as an offensive lineman. So so good talent there. The Elijah Unato from Hawaii, Brock Gunderson, just a lot of uh, offensive linemen. But but what I really like what BYU's doing is they're, they're still getting in good defensive back talent. I think that's one area that's kind of been upgraded. I, I really like the young talent at defensive back at BYU, probably more so than at any time I, I've covered the program. They really have some good developing talent. Uh, not even developing talent. These guys are playing this year and, and really put forth a good pass defense. And they added to that with uh, Eric Ellison, a kid from uh, junior college. They got a junior college guy. But when you look at the weakness in the class, that is absolutely the inability to get in a running back. And they tried. That They offered n- nine running backs. They didn't sign any of them. Uh, they were late in the process. They, they had the kid from Louisville, Aiden Robbins, a lot of people were excited about, but didn't end up getting him. I think that's a big miss for this BYU class because that the program's in need of running back talent. Just look at the attrition rate. <laughs> they had to switch a safety, so, so they need to get running back talent into the program. So so that was the big miss. But other than that, kind of a solid class. Not spectacular, but having a guy like Jacob Conover and Chase Roberts is a big thing. Okay, let, let's move on and, and talk, talk Utah State recruiting. That That's kind of the school out there. Uh, we don't cover Utah State as in depth, but uh, some notable things uh, coming out from that class. Um, I, I think it's interesting with Gary Anderson and all that. I think maybe the main work for Utah State and maybe Gary Anderson's influences we'll see come February uh, when he yeah. kind of gets in there and, and identifies some guys. But what stands out to you about Utah State's class? Gary Anderson didn't say this as as much, but I, I listened to Matt Wells' um, press conference at Texas Tech, and, and he said that it was just madness trying to, with the, the early signing period getting hired, and he said it was just crazy. So I, I imagine it was, was similar uh, with Gary Anderson. I think that is a really hard thing with the early signing yeah. period is, is when when there are new coaching hires, um, I think that's really tough. They got a quarterback, um, and, and I think they've had good luck with good luck and, and good development with Jordan Love. Um, and, and this kid from California, Josh Calvin, his name was blanking for a second. He's similar build um, to, to Jordan Love, and, and they're excited about him. Um, there's a linebacker, Christian Laval, who was committed to Arizona State. He's, he's a year older, um, but he was committed to Arizona State, had some injury issues, and so that, that kind of fell through. But now he's at, at Utah State, and, and I, I think any time a Mountain West program can get a, a kid who, who was pretty firm with a Pac-12 program, I think that's that is a highlight. Sione Moa, uh, local, I like him. local linebacker. He's Ben Moa's son. Ben Moa, I saw him play. Pl- played I like at Utah. That kid. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a that's a highlight there. I like Jackson Owens too. Uh, mm-hmm. Offensive mm-hmm. lineman from East. Uh, East has always had pulverizing offensive lines in recent history. So getting in on that East action never a bad thing. <laughs> East, For sure. East didn't For have sure. a great year this past year, but they're still pumping out talent. So so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what East is going going to do. I'm too the biggest recruits, probably the two biggest recruits in state are still in play. Um, when we're talking about Logan Sagopolo, who we kind of touched on before, and Puka Nakua, well, what are you hearing about those guys? Publicly, you know, they're they're going to say, you know, Puka's going to say, I'm committed to USC, you know, and, and so that's that's what I'm hearing right now, and, and he visited um, USC at, at that last weekend before 
Um, sign. And so maybe you've heard different things about, about Puka that, than I have. Those Bingham kids, yeah, they're they're all going to sign together in, in February. Um, Is Samote Pepe going to go to Utah? That's he, that's the lean. Uh, I think that, in a sense, it's all, I think that's almost been like a foregone conclusion as, as much yeah. as as much as anything else. So I'll put it this way. I, he doesn't I, like to talk. He doesn't like to talk about it. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll put it this way. I would be surprised, I would be very surprised and shocked if he ended up somewhere else. Those would be three very good lands for Utah. Lawani yeah. Longy, linebacker, just exceptional in this. I mean, he's a, he's a Longy. I mean, that's kind of all you need to know. He's <laughs> yeah. really good. Yep. Junior Tafuna, very, very good. And Samoti Peppa might be the best of all of them playing defensive tackle. Bingham always has headline defensive tackles, and Samoti Peppa is as good as any of them. Um, as far as Puka, it's kind of interesting to me in the summer is, is he, he had a whole thing scheduled, and he went to California, and UCLA was kind of the favorite, but he he went to USC and was just like, no, that's it. I'm going here. He canceled his UCLA visit, and that, that was it. Then you see USC's struggles and all that, and it's notable that he didn't sign. Why didn't he sign with USC? I mean, that yeah. tells you a lot right there. What I've learned about these kids, having covered this a long time, their actions speak a lot more than their words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so the fact that he's out there, Utah might have a chance, but I think an interesting di- dynamic with the Naku family, who I their, their brothers are really competitive against one another. And I don't think he wants to play with Samson. I think he wants to play against Samson from what I know of the Nakua family. So maybe that will play out. Maybe it won't. I, I've always thought Utah has a really good chance of Puka. I don't think BYU has much of a chance, but 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 I, but I think Utah can make some inroads and maybe Samson, hey, come on, man. Just, just come and play here. That would be a huge thing for Utah. As I said, that this kid is phenomenal. I, I've tried to compare him athletically to other players I've seen in the state, and I just uh-huh. can't do it. The best athletic comparison I can think of is Frank Jackson, a guy who's now okay. playing in the NBA, just okay. because he, I, I believe he is that phenomenal athletically with what he can do. So I, whoever lands that kid, that's going to be a big thing. And Logan Sagapolo, I, I do believe BYU's in play for, for Logan. I don't believe he, he'll ultimately sign with BYU. It would be a really, really good get for them. Utah's absolutely in play. I, I've heard Oregon's the favorite. I don't know if you've been hearing that as well, but I, he's going to be really someone to watch. I get the sense that he really doesn't have any idea where he wants to go at this point. Interesting. So. Yeah. Those, those are the three that I've, I've heard as well, Utah, BYU, and Oregon, and who are in play for him. So, yeah, it will be interesting. I think with Puka, um, you know, coaching changes anytime that, yeah. that happens. It's going to be weird. I, I think maybe it was, was in flux when T. Martin got let go at, at USC, but they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, and and he had that air raid at, at Texas Tech, and 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 I I think he's he's someone who kids like. Um, that's that's what I hear, and so that's going to be interesting to see. That's that's a big hire. That's a big name hire there for their, the offensive coordinator at USC. So that'll be interesting to see if if that sways Puka. You know, if he was kind of wavering at all, if if that's maybe a, a clincher in any way. Another thing I want to touch on is, is, is the preferred walk-ons. BYU was able to – there's some pretty good preferred walk-ons still out there. You, you talk about guys like Braden Whistler, and and there's some guys that Skyridge has that I really think people could benefit getting these guys. And I, I just think it's a real solid class. And, and I, I see Utah State and Utah not really – 
like kind of these periphery guys and, and even BYU. And I think maybe they're missing out. I, I'm very big on the in-state talent. I, I, I guess I'm a homer in that way. I, <laughs> I cover these guys a lot, but 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 I, I, I just think that they missed out. I think the school that's going to clean up on that eventually is Weber State. Weber State. Because Weber no State's doubt. very intent on, on picking up these guys. And you look at the success Weber State's had, I, I think it's because of the focus on in-state talent and especially Utah State. And I think that's going to be a change because I think Gary Anderson's more locked into the, the local scene. I think he believes mm-hmm. in it more than mm-hmm. Matt Wells. When you saw Gary Anderson leave, you saw Matt Wells kind of completely go go away from in-state recruiting, which I think was a mistake. So I think that's going to come back. And I think Utah State's going to be a real player in-state in the coming years just because of Gary Anderson's influence and because Utah State's a rising program. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. So a lot of good in-state talent, a, a lot of good stuff. And anyway, any final thoughts from you? I was just going to say on Utah State, um, Gary Anderson went on the radio the other day and and, and he did say that, and, and every coach is going to say that, I think, when they get higher. That's the thing. Yeah, we're going to recruit in state and, and that's kind of what. But I do think that is the case with Gary Anderson. I, I get that vibe um, with him. I, I will say also, just you mentioned Braden Whistler and big bummer that he had the injury sure. there uh, the very beginning of, of his senior year. I think he was due for, for big things that senior year and I think he's one of those kids who who's going to do good things if he can be healthy and, and wherever he ends up I think he's going to do big things. Yeah, Braden Whistler, kind of the most apt, apt uh, comparison would be Britton Covey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you look at him and he's shockingly short. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? You play football? You're that same guy I saw rack up all those yards? But man, he he's probably he's more physical than Britton. He can, he can mm-hmm. actually run between the tackles and could probably play defense at the next level, although I project him as a slot receiver, but but I think he's going to be a guy that that's, uh, any program that brings him in, they're going to be really lucky. So sure. He tore his ACL the, the first game of the year. Right. Plays yeah. for Bingham. So <laughs> anyway. All right, this broadcast is brought to you by the Salt Lake Stallions. Uh, we, we love football. People are always sad when football ends, right? Well, it doesn't end. We got the Salt Lake Stallions. They're going to be playing a lot of local talent. Uh, call for tickets uh, now at uh, 1-833-AAF-2019. Or, or look up the Salt Lake Stallions on saltlakestallions.com. Well, great. Gr- great great to talk. Recruiting. Like <laughs> Love doing it. We, we don't do it often enough. So it's been a lot of fun, and hope it's, hopefully it's been fun for the fans that have, have tuned us in. Yeah.